My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this procurement in five minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. In today's Procurement 5 Minutes, I welcome Procurement Excellence Consultant, Andrew Tanner. Now, as a procurement process expert, Andrew spent 20 plus years in his career finding solutions that make purchasing better for the customer. Now, working in large complex organisations such as Nokia, he really understands what it means to be more efficient, more cost effective and more closely aligned with the strategy and the vision. And today, he'll answer the question, what is the procurement professional's greatest challenge today? When thinking about procurement's greatest challenges in the past, I would often argue that procurement needs to be better at demonstrating its value add, that it needs to hustle for a seat at the top table and that it needs to upskill to provide leadership to the wider organisation in terms of collaborating with suppliers for innovation. I still fundamentally believe these are valid and indeed pressing requirements, but if I'm asked about the procurement professional's greatest challenge today, I would have to say it's climate change and the race to net zero. I'm painfully aware of the context in which I make this claim. As I speak, we are amidst the biggest squeeze on supply chains I've witnessed in my professional life. Here in the UK, it's especially acute. Logistics skills shortages are threatening supplies and this is being compounded by inflationary pressures and disagreements between industry and government on how best to handle short-term but potentially damaging effects of the double whammy of Brexit and the post-COVID economic recovery. And it's a little ironic, to say the least, that the problem in terms of current and precipitous escalation of wholesale energy prices is due in part to the UK's success at introducing renewable energy from on and offshore wind farms and the intermittent nature of said wind. Whilst all of this is rightly taking up a lot of CPO's time right now, the supply and demand of labour and capital has been rocked by external forces in the past and they will be again. It's something that we all need to get through and get through it we will. The climate change issue, however, is a different beast altogether. It is not a foregone conclusion that we'll just get through it. And the tipping point is periodically being brought forward by people much more knowledgeable in climate science than I will ever be. We've spent far too long discussing whether the scientists are right or wrong and losing precious time to make the difference to our children and grandchildren's lives. We need to get on with it. We need to get on with the challenge of reducing scope one, scope two and scope three greenhouse gas emissions. And procurement's role is central to that challenge. Compared to scope three emissions, scope one and scope two emissions are the easy part. These emissions are those caused directly by the organisation in terms of how it operates and the things that it produces. Did I say easy? None of this is easy. Whilst forward-looking companies such as Mars and Unilever are actively seeking to identify and cut waste associated with the manufacturing, packaging and marketing of their products, there is a long, long, long way to go. Many companies appear committed to the challenge, but to the casual, let alone well-dressed observer, they appear to be forever on the precipice of taking real action and making the investments needed. Indeed, only this summer, 2021, a number of signatories to the Science-Based Targets Initiative were asked to exit the programme because although they had signed up, they had not been able to even submit a plan of action within a generous two-year specified timeframe, let alone begin work on actually reducing carbon emissions. Whilst procurement has a role to play with Scope 1 and Scope 2 emissions in scouting and presenting alternative suppliers and solutions, I would argue that ultimately the business needs to lead here. Scope 3 emissions, those released by the organisation's supply chain, is different, and it's procurement's responsibility, in my view, to lead. 
According to the independent Arc Climate Arbiter, the Carbon Disclosure Programme, supply chains emissions are on average over 11 times higher than operational emissions. This adds scale to the list of issues that make Scope 3 emissions the most challenging part of the carbon reduction story. The other seemingly obvious issue is that these emissions, by definition, are external to the organisation. Yet, simultaneously, the responsibility of that organisation. It's this external nature of the supply chain emissions that mean, in my view, the Scope 3 challenge must belong to procurement. Procurement alone has both the ears of its internal stakeholders and the supply base, which ultimately has to execute on the carbon neutral strategy. Procurement alone can bring to bear the pressure, the nudging, the negotiations needed to bring suppliers along the carbon neutral journey. Procurement alone is in the position to work with suppliers and share the pain and rewards of the innovations that will be required if we are to meet our targets. Now, more than ever, we need to see leadership from our procurement community. Environmentally friendly packaging and composites are a necessary start, but for me, the real work begins in bringing your suppliers along with you on the net zero journey. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide, and of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now, and have a great and a productive day.